0: Welcome back. This is another episode of D C T V. It is Entertainment Talks uh D C T V podcast for the CW D C shows. I am your host as always, Matthew, and joining me is Robert. How's it? How's it going today?
1: It's going good. Uh we're about to the point now where you're almost catched up with us in terms of the episodes. You're only one behind us now and we'll be on break, so the next uh D C podcast we do you'll be all caught up.
0: Yeah. Um in terms of Supergirl, I'm caught up because I checked the episodes, and there isn't an uh, there isn't an episode nine. So that's uh, no.
1: It's it, uh, the last two weeks here. There's been no new Supergirl episodes. So the uh, kind of but not really crossover was their season their mid season break.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is for the big CW crossover episodes called Invasion, uh, which deals with the Dominators and um. Brings together a TV-style Avengers episode crossover, because they're all, like, fightingly dominated together and stuff. Um, Now, I I was going into this with, like, middle expectations of, like, I don't expect this to be, like, a Civil War-level massive budget, you know, uh film or thing like that but I wasn't going into it with any low expectations at all I was going into it with cautions of Supergirl's episodes because everyone said oh she's not really included in this that much and she's not um you know her episode is barely a crossover which it is barely a crossover in fact when you start the flash it shows the last 10 seconds or so the last minute of the crossover part from Supergirl so they could have basically edited that out and then just left that in the flash or vice versa um but i did really enjoy it the episode of supergirl itself as an individual episode which is basically what it is was pretty decent um the flash, uh, crossover itself i really really enjoyed i enjoyed seeing all these characters come together it was just a shame we didn't get more characters from supergirl like martian manhunter and uh alex and more characters like that and uh james and stuff um but it's kind of a stepping stone in terms of crossovers for next year because then they can correct their mistakes from this year uh especially regarding supergirl and you know what oliver says to her which it really pissed me off when that happened but we'll we'll get to that um what what did you think of of the
1: crossovers it was okay i mean i really I mean, it technically was a crossover, but between the three shows, Flash, Arrow, and Legends, I really just considered the whole thing one incredibly long Arrow episode that happened to have crossovers from Legends and uh, Flash. Okay. Yeah. Because if you look at the Flash episode, which we can go into more detail later, it was very Arrow-sensitive, and if you look at the Legends uh episode is very you know everybody's all together um Mm. and so that you know kind of didn't really count but if you you know you go to the the prime two is as some people call it which was flash and arrow which kind of really kicked off the whole thing between those two it was probably 75 percent arrow 25 percent flash
0: yeah i think
1: that What they
0: could have done, I've seen a lot of people say that they, what they did was watch, um, in fact Colin who tweeted us a couple couple of times with some thoughts which I'll read out in a bit, um, he said that basically what a lot of other people were saying was that they saved all the episodes and just binged them all in one go, and that uh, a lot of people said that worked better, I still did like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, But yeah, I I really enjoyed these episodes, I I thought they were a good, like I said, a good stepping stone for next year, and a good, uh, it was just cool to see everyone together, that was like the main, main praise that I'll give this, these episodes, was that it was really cool to see them. I I didn't really care that much for the villain themselves, uh, which, I don't know if that's They were kind of
1: nondescript. Yeah,
0: yeah, it wasn't like when you're dealing with Zoom or Savitar, um, you know, uh. What's his name? Um, Prometheus and that from Arrow. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I enjoyed these episodes a lot. I, I thought they were great. Uh, so if we get into the recap we, with these, yeah, yep. Um, I, I'm confused as well as to the scheduling because over here we started off with um, Supergirl, S- Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow premieres for their seasons, and in the week after, Legends joined in but I remember in the USA that it was Flash and Arrow, and then the week after they all were in. So I don't quite get with the Supergirl how this episode lined up, if it was the week after. What, what did they do? Uh,
1: that I don't know. I don't know if they're planning on just having a whole bunch more uh, Supergirl episodes or if they've pared that down. I haven't seen any news articles either way on that. Hmm. I do know there was some funkiness... Um, Because here in the States, they do elections on Tuesday, so there wasn't any new Flash on Tuesday because of the election coverage, and then I don't think there was a new Arrow or a new Legends that week because of all the post-election coverage, so that was a way for them to get caught up. Oh, I see, so so they only earned
0: Supergirl in that week.
1: Yeah, they only aired super, a new superhero. Okay, that'll
0: that recap. Uh, Cyborg Superman unleashes a virus in a bar, killing all aliens there except on L, who is quarantined by the uh, EO. El- Eliza visiting for Thanksgiving, determines that the virus is Kryptonian. At the Fortress of Solitude, Kara <clears throat> learns that the Henshaw was after Medusa, a virus created by her father, zor L. To kill non Kryptonian in case of alien invasion. Um, yeah, I, I feel like this episode had... I, I've spoken before about how I feel about Supergirl's cheesy lines. It really stuck out in this episode. It, it doesn't bother me that much. It just is particularly noticeable. Like when the camera goes towards the character, they pan around. And the guy's like, I am Cyborg Superman. Or today will be your last, you know what I mean? Those kind of lines where it's like, yeah, we get the superheroes say that kind of thing. Like, you will face justice or or those kind of lines. Um, Would would you agree?
1: Uh, Not really, but then again, I did kind of of grow up on the cheese era of TV shows. I mean, if you think that's bad, you should go watch some of the old episodes of uh, shows like Airwolf and A-Team and Okay. You know, Transformers <laughs> and G.I. Joe. Some, some of the so, stuff so I grew up like, on, looking back it on it me, now, basically. is super, super cheesy. Hmm. And I can live with it. It's, um, I mean, there's other things in the episode that bother me more than that, but the cheese I'm fine with.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm fine with it. It's just very, very noticeable. But I guess, like you kind of said, you're maybe more used to it than me. Because, of course, you've been around mm-hmm. and you've watched more stuff. Uh, so, yeah, a virus created by her father... Um, At Elcorp she stops Henshaw from getting the isotope required to disperse Medusa. Um, Lena refuses to help when Kara reveals that Lillian is a Cadmus leader. Later, Lena willingly gives uh, Lillian the isotope. Kara and Jean confront the Luthers and Henshaw before Medusa is launched via rockets. So this is when the the fight's kind of kind of kick off and then you have um john jones and um you know cyborg superman fighting each other which, which was fairly cool as well and then you had some of the uh some of the cheesy lines um i i don't remember if it was this episode or last episode when the cyborg superman had that part of his face and he was beating up mon L. what did you think of that as like part of the costume i think that was last week
1: yeah, that was last week, and it, I still feel the same way that I said last week. It looks like the... it. I mean, it, it doesn't look natural. I mean, I know it's not natural, Yeah. but it doesn't look like really good prosthetics. It looks like the prosthetic department was either racing, or there was an intern working that day. It looks blatantly fake.
0: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look great, but it's not the worst, uh, worst thing I've ever seen. Uh <clears throat> John fights John fights Henshaw becoming a white Martian while Kara chases the rockets which was pretty cool as well. Um which explodes and disperses Medusa. However, Lena has a double has double crossed Lillian, uh, which I didn't really see that coming, but then it made sense once once it had happened, um to kind of nicely tie tie things off. Uh, and renders the virus inert. Uh Lillian is arrested but Henshaw escapes. Elsa cures Monel, uh, uses Medusa to restore John's Green Martian form, which was very, very nice as well. Alex comes out to Elsa, which was a, a pretty a pretty nice scene as well. Uh so what did you think of these like fights and, and that sort of stuff?
1: I did like the fights, I thought they were good enough. I mean, yeah. granted um, the Kara f- you know, the Supergirl fight wasn't all that intense, but then again, she hasn't really been fighting a whole long time. No. So that kind of made sense. Um, the Green Martian fight, that was more, you know, symbolistically internal struggle than an external struggle, so it kind of fit as well. Yeah, I did like that they were able to use Medusa to, to revert him back to full Green Martian, you know, tie a little bow on it, get, put a little you know, silver lining on that cloud that was that whole plot point of Medusa.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um Yeah, Elsa cures Mon El and uses Medusa to restore John L John El's green motion form. Uh Alex comes out to Eliza. Um I do like the way they're dealing with the Alec- Alex character and it's cool to see um this is definitely the more female show of of the four. Um, I mean, you know, you've got Sarah's kind of big presence on Legends, but, uh, it's definitely more in the show, because obviously you've got Supergirl, you've got Alex, and you've got, uh, is it Maggie, who, who Alex likes? Yeah. Um, so, so that's pretty nice as well, um, who we supports her. Later, Maggie and Alex, uh, kiss, so that was pretty nice as well, after Maggie admits she does have feelings for Alex, um, it was, cu- it was a nice mid-season finale for, for Supergirl, um, an unknown alien race is searching for Mon L. Uh, Barry, Alan... Yeah, what well, did you think when the that portal kept opening throughout the episode? Because it happened, what, three times? And I think on the third time was when Barry yeah. and uh, Cisco finally came through. I knew it had something to do with like, the crossover. Yeah, they were... That's what Cisco keeps doing. Yeah, calling. that
1: was them trying to forcibly squeeze more crossover into that non-crossover episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it it worked eventually. I wonder why they had trouble. We didn't really see that or have that explained that well. But, uh, I do wonder why they had trouble. Because it happened, like, was it over the dinner table? Because they were having Thanksgiving dinner or something. And, uh, the portal opened then and everyone... Yeah, if you go, if
1: you remember, uh... If you remember from the Flash episode when they first started in and, uh, uh... Barry Allen's convincing Cisco that they need to go to this other Earth that he was at before. If you remember, he had kind of a throwaway line to where he said it might take a few tries. That's what they were referring to. Ah, okay. That w- those were the few tries that he was doing until mm. he got it right. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, Barry Allen and Cisco Ramon arrived from Earth to uh, ask for Kara's help, which was also in the, in the Flash episode like, right at the start. Um yeah a, a pretty good episode i know I, I haven't really stopped and spoken about it that much but it was just so like separate to everything else that was going on uh, and it was like things were pretty quickly resolved like uh what was it that like, girl was arrested um uh, and then you know john's character everyone's character kind of settled i felt um do so, yeah, you have anything else to say on this episode
1: yeah, the the final not the final scene with uh, Barry Allen and Cisco but the pre-final scene with uh, Alex and Maggie. That scene annoyed the hell out of me. Not because it was really a bad scene, it's just that there were so many other storylines that they could have wrapped up and frankly should have wrapped up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you wanted to keep it Supergirl centric, you could have had her going into the prison or at least going to wherever they were holding Lillian and confront her about all her actions in Cadmus, maybe try to angle a way to get her adopted dad back. Uh, you could have had her going to Lana, Lang- uh, uh, Lana Luther as either Supergirl or Kara, you know, to thank her yeah. for not killing all the aliens. Yeah. I mean, those are three scenes that I would have much rather seen. Uh, if you wanted to keep it, you know, expand the characters a little bit, you could have had... Uh, Jean Jones going to uh, Magan, explain, you know, that the white Martian part of his, uh, of that blood transfusion has been purged and he's fine. Maybe to have them, you know, make up a little bit, yeah. get that storyline going. Um, I mean, there's four scenes right there that would have felt way less awkward, way less forced, and way less pointless than the whole Maggie Alex makeout scene, which I'm not complaining about the scene itself. I mean, okay. they acted it fine. It was yeah. An okay scene, but... It, it, it feels like her character is becoming increasingly irrelevant. And to be fair, there's a lot of characters that have become increasingly irrelevant. I mean, Wynn hasn't done Jack pretty no, much this much. season. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Olsen, until they made him Guardian, he was pretty irrelevant there as well. They already wrote off Cat Grant out of the whole series together. Uh, we haven't seen Max Lord this entire season. Don't know mm. what happened to him.
0: Yeah, and we had... Uh, what's his name? He hasn't been in this season that much. Uh, the kind of male... Mm-hmm. What's his name again? Oh, I, his name.
1: I forget his name. I know the actor's name is Ian Gomez, because he's been in a lot of other stuff that I've seen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, there's I so many characters that have been falling him by him the wayside.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just interested going forward like with the whole James mm-hmm. Vigilant Ian to see where they go with things like that, and to see more Supergirl and to see what's going on with, like, uh, Marshall Manhunt, if they're going to do anything more there. And to see maybe some progression with Wynn and see what happens with, like, Alex and Maggie, see if that goes anywhere. Those are the kind of points that I'm interested in. Um,
1: yeah, the, it's, and it's like I keep saying, I mean, the Maggie-Alex thing just feels forced. It doesn't feel like it's a natural evolution of the character, more like somebody needs, a, you know, a box checked off on a list saying, we have this in our show. Because remember they <laughs> were trying believe. to flirt her and yeah they were trying to fr- flirt Alex and Max Lord a couple three times in the first season and like I said he hasn't been in this season at all you haven't even heard his name mentioned at all and he was kind of a not a pivotal character but he definitely was a decent counterpoint to something mm-hmm. and I I'm guessing the the Luther character his you know is replacing him with that which I'm fine with. Because, you know, that's an established character. In fact, I think that was a character in the Smallville series for a couple of seasons. Okay. I, I, I've, I've seen Smallville
0: brought up a lot since the show Civil started and stuff. Um, but I, I didn't see that. W- was it any good,
1: Smallville? It was okay. It was a lot of whiny teenage angst drama. Okay. Um, I really wouldn't call it a Superman show because... In ten seasons, he never flew. He never wore... Wow, the, really? He never wore the costume. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's not... Yeah. I'm not
1: even 100% sure they ever actually called him Superman at any point in ten yes. seasons.
0: Okay, that's... A, <laughs> yeah, that is pretty weird. Um, yeah, it, it was a decent episode of Supergirl. It would just help if they integrated her more into these other shows and stuff. That's that's really what they need to do in the end. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> but she's on Earth... what? 39 or something or, or 40 something but, like that yeah so obviously she's uh she's far away uh so let's move on and talk about the flash um which was season two episode eight which was of course invasion part one or part two depends on how you look at it um this was because you have like the middle like the start middle and end basically with fresh flash arrow and legends um Yeah, so Barry investigates a meteor crash outside Central City that turns out to be a spaceship. You right there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, It turns out to be a spaceship from which aliens emerge. Lila tells the team, I didn't really have that much problem with how they got there. I've heard a couple of other people say they had uh, a problem with that, like how uh, how they landed and stuff. Um, Lila tells the team that the Dominators landed previously in the 1950s, but then mysteriously departed. Uh, So she shows them the videos of that. Uh, Needing help, Barry assembles the original Team Arrow, Thea, The Legends and Supergirl of Earth r 38, so I was only one off. That's a lot of Earths. Um, the team begins training at a Star Labs facility. Um, sparring against Supergirl, who easily defeats most of them. In fact, she's never looked stronger, even in her own show. Um, like she's having bullets shot at her, which obviously, of course, won't won't do anything. Well, when that was happening, I was like, "What is Diggle doing? Like he's shooting multiple bullets at her, and it's not working. He should like try something else." Uh, well, <laughs> well, to be fair,
1: I, I mean, there's no Supergirl on that Earth, so the concept of a bulletproof alien just doesn't register. And there's bulletproof armor, so maybe he's thinking, "Oh, it's just the armor. Maybe I should shoot her somewhere else."
0: Maybe, maybe. Um, it's never really been clear what Diggle's actually using because he's always shooting people. But like, I- I've spoken about this before as well. It's never—I've never felt like it's been that clear unless he's doing like non-vital shots, because when, like, Arrow was like, um, I'm not gonna kill, nobody else is gonna kill, Diggle was still shooting people, so... That
1: could be rubber bullets.
0: <clears throat> it, it could be. Like I said, it's... I've never felt like it's been explained that well. But, um, yeah, it's just, just one of the things. Um, yeah, he helps assemble the team, begin training, uh, sparring against Supergirl to prepare to defend against... attack the aliens... Cisco finds and reveals a message to Rip Hunter from Barry's future self, so the one that turned up in the legends, which exposes Barry's manipulation of the timeline and how it affected other team members. I thought this was pretty, pretty interesting and a good way to use this in the crossover as well. Uh, and then he has to um, like tell everyone else. And then, can you understand Diggle's frustration? because he had a daughter right and then barry went back did flashpoint and now he's got a son so it's not as bad as what happened with cisco where that particular family member is dead on diggle's side it's just a change of gender but then Diggle's kind of like you know you took a daughter away from me i'm kind of thinking yeah but you you do still have a son you could like if you if you still had the daughter but she had died like with um Cisco's brother. I feel like he'd have more of a right to be angry. What, what do you think of it?
1: I think it kind of. I think it's one of those things that it kind of makes sense in that. Diggle's always been slow on the uptake with processing the weird. I mean, if you remember the very, very first crossover episode, and he sees you know Barry running at super speed, and how yeah. freaked out he was on that, and he's still processing that. Now we got you know, Ragman on the team, which is basically supernatural cloth that can absorb bullets <laughs> yeah. and all that other fun stuff. And just having that concept of having, I guess, what, two-year-old son, something having like every yeah. single memory that you have of your kid be absolutely different in every single way, and yet not. It's probably something that most people couldn't really wrap he... their brains around.
0: He didn't know any different beforehand before this reveal,
1: yeah he didn't yeah. know any different, but it, then he thinks you know the first step, the first smile, the first kit, the, uh, mm. the first giggle, the first words, mm. every single one of those being kind of the same, but being absolutely different that'll mess with your head, man it would um,
0: and it would have been interesting to see what his character would have how his character would have reacted if um. His daughter had died in the same way as like Cisco's because you can understand Cisco's frustration more like Biggles is mm-hmm. understandable in a way, but you can really see the frustration in Cisco of, like my brother's actually dead. It's not been changed to, like a sister or something else or like a cousin or something entirely different. Uh, yeah, It's pretty it's a pretty interesting way to, to do it with these two different characters Uh, Oliver Supergirl yeah. Oliver Supergirl Felicity Martian um, sorry, Martin, not Martian. Martin and Jefferson become the only ones who can still trust Barry. Uh, I feel like with Martin and Jefferson, that's because they have had more time to process this kind of stuff, and they had, were kind of maybe aware of it in a way, because of the message. Not not in terms of like they're aware of Flashpoint in the way, but like, because they had this message, it gives them that sort of sense of it to get Yeah, mean?
1: plus they've had a lot more experience with time travel and yeah, the effects and different time kind of travel stuff. that can be had mm. on, you know, just the even the most innocent thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when resulting
1: you... in something completely different which happened in the next episode.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, when like you have girl who's unused to this stuff and the the two of those guys who are it's interesting when even things like um <clears throat> when Barry was uh saving Diggle and Oliver, and then Oliver's like, slightly giddy from when Slash takes them both and runs away, and like, Diggle's like, not used to it, he's like, throwing up and stuff, so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, they become the only ones who still trust Barry, the Dominators abduct the President, Supergirl leads most of the others in a rescue effort, but the Dominators kill the President and trap them with a mind control device, uh, excuse me, so this is when, like, they take control of, let's see if I remember, it's Supergirl, because she's fighting with Barry, and then you have, like, uh, Sarah, you have, was it Diggle who's fighting Oliver? Um, mm-hmm. Who was Oliver carrying? Because somebody got injured and he had to carry them. Uh, and then you had, I think it was Thea as well, the, the other character that was fighting Barry. And... um yeah, I, I don't know if I liked that as much, like the whole mind control stuff, plus it it lasted as long as it needed to, like I would have been annoyed if it went inside the next episode and stuff, um, like mm-hmm. a, as if it was used as like an attack force for, for the Dominators, that would have that would have kind of annoyed me, so I was glad they didn't go down that right, route, um, what, what do you think of the mind control stuff?
1: I think it worked for what it did. It also weirdly fit a circular logic, because if you think future Barry leaves the message on the Waverider, the people on the Waverider find the message, tell past Barry. If past Barry doesn't get told, then Oliver and Barry get caught up in the mind control. The future that past that future the uh, message that future Barry was warning probably happens, which prompted future Barry to make the message. But because of Future Barry's message, the fu- the <laughs> history timeline that Future Barry was warning about never happens.
0: And the message from that is don't mess with time travel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> really much. Don't fuck about with time, Barry. Just stop it. Um, it. It was like when I think it was in this episode where Oliver was like, "You've really done it this time, Barry. Like, look look at the mess we're in. there. All these like superheroes or who are." Mostly powerful than than Oliver. You got a supergirl who could probably kill all of them. Um, yeah. And then you've got Barry, who's the one with the powers. But it's like the two of them against all these other people, and you got the Atom and stuff. Uh, so yeah, don't don't mess about with time travel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah. So they have a mind control thing. Um, the controlled heroes return and attack Star Labs while Oliver holds them off. Barry lures Supergirl to the device. I thought the um, Supergirl and Flash fight was really cool. Especially like when they slowed things down and that. That was like really, really awesome. Uh, Barry lures Supergirl to the device and manipulates her into destroying it. Freeing everyone. The team decides to trust Barry again. Suddenly, Sarah, Ray, Deal, Thea and Oliver are teleported away. And Oliver is teleported just before Flash could get to him. Like, even the Flash wasn't quick enough to that. Um, so yeah, they they all get captured. What, what did you think of kind of the end of the episode?
1: I thought it was a good in cat middle because they get everybody back in line, and then the Dominators realize, oh, that Plan A didn't work. Time to go to Plan B. Yeah, and so they sucked them up into space. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, all in all, it was it was a good episode. I liked the episode more than I liked the Supergirl episode. Um, but I've always said, you know, I've been a big Flash fan f- since the start, so I'm just accepting that as my own personal bias. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, but yeah, they, they take all of them. I did wonder, because I think, who was the first person to be taken? Was it uh, Martin?
1: Uh, no, it was pretty much only the Arrow cast that yeah. got... Uh, yeah, because like, they had
0: to kind of teleport them to make the Arrow episode, because uh, obviously we see what happens with, with that. Um, so overall, really good episode, a really yeah. good good start to the crossover. I like the whole the whole fight thing, even though um, the mind control thing was a bit a bit odd and a bit uh, not necessarily out of place, but uh, yeah, just a bit odd. Um, any else you want to say on, on the flash episode?
1: No, we can go ahead and go on to the uh, Arrow, which turns out was the 100th Arrow episode, which explains why the whole crossover was very Arrow-centric.
0: Yeah, Um, so Oliver finds himself back at uh, Queen Manor. Both his parents are alive. He is about to be married to Laurel and Diggle is um, the Arrow himself. However, it is revealed that he, Diggle, Thea, Sarah, and Ray are all being held unconscious inside pods aboard the Dominator spaceship to basically show them the life that they want. Because you've got pretty ni- a pretty nice life here. Everyone's alive. Oliver's about to get married. Sarah and Laurel having some nice sister moments. Uh, D is there. So it was—it was kind of what they wanted to see. Um, I wasn't. I as soon as things started happening, like Laurel turned up and then Oliver's parents turned up, I was like. Okay, I know these characters haven't just come back to life. There's something else going on here. Uh, So I wasn't, like, confused in that way. Um, What what did you think of the whole dream sequence, would you call it?
1: No, it's not a dream sequence. Essentially, it was a virtual reality sequence. Yeah. But think about the timing. We're in mid-December. It's Christmas. This was very clearly their take on It's a Wonderful Life. Mm minus, you know, the wish and the angels, you know, and the bell getting his wings and all that. But, I mean, that's not uncommon. I mean, hell, I can't think of probably half a dozen TV shows that have done a Christmas special where they've done some kind of variant of, oh, I wonder what would have happened if this had never happened. Mm. Yeah. You know, what would have happened if I was never born, that kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty cool, though.
0: Um, Meanwhile, Felicity, (laughs) Curtis... Curtis, yeah. Curtis, and Cisco try to hack into the Dominators' mainframe using their using a piece of their technology. The team recovers a necessary device with the help of the Flash and Supergirl. They manage to locate the others. Oliver being Oliver begins seeing flashes of his former life, as do uh, Sarah and Ray, because uh, Ray was in there as well. Um, all five captives soon realize they are be they sorry all captives. All five captives, captives soon realize that they are inside of a shared hallucination. Their escape attempt is blocked by manifestations of Malcolm Merlin, which it was very cool to see him back. I really missed him this season. Uh, Deathstroke, who didn't say anything and died twice. Damien Dark, who, okay, he was back. I've said my kind of opinion on his character before. Um, like, the, I, I don't like him as a solo villain. I like him teamed up with other people. Like I kind of mentioned uh, with him in the reverse flash. Uh, and their mercenaries, all, mm-hmm. all of who are defeated by the captives. Um, so what are you doing there the return of Malcolm Merlin and, and Deathstroke?
1: Uh, well, I really can't, can't count Deathstroke as returning because I was yeah. always more interested in the character behind the mask when he was not behind the mask. Mm. I think those were the scenes where he really shone brighter. Uh, this was literally just a stunt man in a mask. Yeah. I mean, if, I don't even remember if he ever took off the mask to show the face. No, he didn't. Um, I don't think he did.
0: He didn't say if anything. They done, you didn't. know, if
1: they had had the actual actor yeah. doing that, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. As yeah. it was, it was just a throwaway stunt man. Yeah, it was still
0: cool. It was better to have him included that way than, than not. Uh, what do you think of Malcolm Merlin coming back? It was pretty cool. I- I've missed him. So,
1: it, I mean, I'm a big John Barrowman fan. I mean, mm-hmm. I've watched him on Doctor Who. Uh, the first season of Torchwood was really good. The rest of them all shit the bed, <laughs> um, and were just absolutely horrible. Uh, but the first season was really, really good, and he's always a fun actor to have on set. So,
0: yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to him coming, but I'm assuming he's going to come back in the second half um, a bit more. Because he's not actually dead, so he can fully come back. Uh, All of whom defeated by their captives, um, then leave the Dream and awaken inside the ship. Escaping in a shuttle, they are rescued by the Wave Rider. Braid deduces um, that the Dominators were gathering information from their minds using the hallucination as a distraction to help them complete a special weapon. The team learns that the Dominator's mothership is headed towards Earth, which is, of course, where we head towards the uh, Legends of Tomorrow episode. So, um, what do you think of these small kind of brief fight scenes? And then we also see um, kind of holograms of everybody else who, who's like not in the show. Yeah sort of because we see Tommy as well who whose face was clearly CG'd because uh, mm-hmm. yeah it was and then you kind of as Oliver's looking at them from left to right they all say their own little nice positive line about Oliver well what did you think of that at the end
1: I liked it it was more of a tribute more of a calming episode than it was you know it wasn't a fighty episode it was more of a story episode because uh, you know Oliver's been going through a lot of crap this season Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of an episode to give him, his brain, like, a little break from all that, which I'm fine with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, so what did you think of seeing these, these characters back, like, uh, Tommy, and well, we didn't see Tommy return, and, like, uh, his parents and stuff, um, and long. what did you think of long coming back?
1: They were very interesting, uh, there, I won't say anything because it goes into the mid-season finales. Um, for the flash and for arrow and for, uh, legends. I will say that not all of them are gone for good. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to tease you for next week.
0: Okay. Uh, I do again, accidentally know a thing or two, which I, I won't spoil. Um, maybe I'll just need to unsubscribe. Yeah, but I don't, to, I don't C- want to spoil it for everybody. Okay, else. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, maybe I should just unsubscribe from, from the CW on, on YouTube. Uh, that would maybe be a decent idea. Um, yeah Yeah, i want to read out some tweets here from from colin who sent them in he said finished it which he he is talking about the four episodes gotta held off and watched it all in one go which we talked about it was like a two and a half hour movie that the cw did a a fantastic job with the crossover um yeah this could this could maybe have even been done as like but the way i'm about to explain this would kind of not include supergirl even more if they had just for one week, if they had Supergirl on the Monday, and then had like a triple episode on the Tuesday, of like Flash Arrow Legends, mm-hmm. and then moved whatever they would have had on the Tuesday to like re- reschedule their stuff just for one week, which may, if you're a CW fan but you don't like the superhero stuff, that could maybe annoy you, but uh, I'm sure you'd, you'd find a way to get around
1: it. Yeah, no, I I see where you're going with that, and that's something I've actually thought about too. It'd be interesting to see crossover episodes, but not between everybody. Maybe have like Supergirl do a quick crossover on Legends or have another Flash Supergirl crossover, or maybe even have an Arrow Supergirl crossover. Um, and just not not have literally, you know, everybody in the pool kind of a crossover, just you know a little targeted one for this character and this character.
0: Okay. How about if they had they just made this one like big episode and then like you know, it's the same kind of way, but you just kinda of meld it all together. Maybe maybe they could see what they could do next year. But uh
1: Yeah, it was still pretty great.
0: Um Well that's t- one of
1: those things that sound good but it logistically it's next to impossible to do because you gotta remember those are four separate shows, which means Four separate staffs of writers, four separate staffs of producers, four separate staffs of production crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the back end of it, there's way too many people involved just to make one single giant episode. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things they, you know, they all have to do their own thing and be, pl- uh, you know, here and there and the other way. Plus, they all film essentially. At the same time, but not necessarily in the same physical location. Yeah. So scheduling that out of filming, you know, this person in City A while this person B is in City D while person E is in City F. That would just be a nightmare.
0: Yeah, it would. Yeah. So maybe the, like, separate all-in-one kind of thing would be uh, the best way to go. Um. Yeah. He also said the Flash episode was the best, but Legends of Tomorrow episode was good. So, uh, good too with a fantastic battle to climax the crossover, um, which which I agree with as well. Um, yeah, speaking of the Legends of Tomorrow episode, let's get into that. Uh, Nate, Mick, Amaya, Felicity, and Cisco travel back to the first Dominator invasion of Earth in Oregon, nineteen fifty-one. The Legends successfully capture a Dominator for information. Um, but are themselves captured by federal agents. Um, while well, in custody, they learn from the dominant. I was like, yeah, when they were captured by them, and then they kind of started fighting them. Um, I was like, this is the easiest fight you guys are maybe ever going to have. Uh, especially with, I think Supergirl was fighting them as well. And like, obviously, she can't be harmed by bullets. So it's just these ordinary guys that she's fighting. I mean, I know they've been like, trained to a certain degree. Um, but you get what I mean. They're not like... Super in any way at all. Uh while yeah. in custody they learn from the Dominator that the aliens arrived uh to assist the threat humanity posed now that Metahumans have appeared. Felicity and Cisco rescue the legends and help set the Dominator free. Meanwhile in Central City, uh twenty sixteen The team learns that the Dominators know about Barry's manipulation. So this also played on Flashpoint a good amount as well, which which I I did like, because it's it's a bit like the...
1: Well, it gave gave them a reason to be there outside of just being there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But I like like that they are using Flashpoint kind of in this way as well, uh, about Barry's manipulation of the timeline and that they demand his, his surrender in exchange for peace which i obviously didn't believe for a moment of course they're not going to kill off barry so that's that was never going to happen uh but I don't know, maybe they could have taken him hostage or, or something like that but uh after the legends um return the team discovers that the dominator's weapon is a bomb that will kill all metahumans on earth so pretty disastrous with millions of collateral human casualties, did they say something like two million casualties? I think that was they, the number. That yeah, came they
1: up said with. about that.
0: And then Barry's like, "Look, this is an easy decision. It's either me or these millions of people." Uh, the team deduce um, Barry from surrendering with Cisco reconciling with him, which was, which was nice as well. And he, he says, like, you're not a hero. And I was like, where are, you, where are you going with this, Cisco? He's like, you're a friend. I was like, okay. Um, I, I did think for a moment he was going to say, you're not a hero, you're a legend. But that would have been a little bit too, you know, recording in On legend. On the nose? Yeah, recording in legend. And we have characters behind us from Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, but it, it was nice to see them at least make up a bit. I have a feeling they're going to still have some conversations in the future. What do you think of Cisco and Barry's relationship at this point?
1: I think I'm glad that they finally did come to some level of resolution with it. Mm. Uh, Let's you know backtrack a little bit. Probably my favorite, second favorite line of the whole show was when uh, Felicity and Cisco break in to rescue him, and he says, "Did somebody call tech support?" Mm. Which is, I laughed harder than I think I've laughed the whole crossover on just that one line, just because me, me being the massive nerd that I am. You know, how many opportunities is Felicity gonna have to rescue to jump in, rescue, save the day? So just <laughs> having that throwaway line of did somebody called tech support was just way funnier than it probably was intended to be, but mm. for me it was hilarious. Yeah, uh but yeah, I mean when you go Yeah. When you look at uh, Cisco being the being the, you know, the deciding factor in we're gonna let this alien go and then that causes the uh, time anomaly to uh, you know for that, and then he realized, wow, you can really screw up time without even half trying. It, it gives him the impetus needed to forgive him, forgive Barry, rather
0: hmm.
1: for Cisco what, to forgive Barry. What do you
0: What do you think is Barry's decision now? Now that all this stuff has happened with like Cisco with him. Explaining to the team essentially what happened and the Diggle's reaction. Do you think he mm-hmm. do you feel like it's It wasn't entirely selfish one because he maybe didn't know all of these different people were gonna die and change genders and stuff like that, but He wanted to save his mum at the end of the day and you know because he Had his dad killed as well uh, by by zoom Um how, how do you how do you kind of see his decision after all these conversations?
1: It kind of makes sense. I mean, the character that they've established for Barry Allen has always kind of beaten himself up over stuff and had a lot of guilt over stuff. So that decision to turn himself in, you know, was right in line with character. So that's not really any kind of variant on there. Uh, The rest of it all just it did fall into place for the most part. So,
0: yeah, Um. So yeah, they demand his uh, surrender in exchange for peace. After Legends return, team discovers we've read that uh, the team deduce Barry from surrendering with Cisco re- reconciling with him. They managed to destroy the bomb and force the Dominators to retreat using pain-inflicting nanotechnology, which was interesting. Um, I I kind of I looked at the Dominators a good amount in in this in these episodes to like try and work out. You know, how weak they would be and they seem like essentially have you heard of the video game called Abe yes they, he, they look a bit like the character of Abe but with some more strength and a bit tougher because Abe is Abe himself is a fairly weak weak character but like mentally strong like he's not physically strong uh but these seem like kind of 2.0 versions of that physicality uh, and they got the same body yeah, I mean, that would make sense. type as well. Um, so it, it made sense that they did have to use this, uh, pain-inflicting nanotechnology, but at the same time, I kind of thought, can they just, like, kill these Dominators? Like, especially with... Well, I think it's...
1: they were all going along with the uh, Arrow motto of not killing. And Flash, to my knowledge, has never actually killed anybody on screen.
0: I think he has. No. Uh,
1: they, I mean, there's been character deaths, but it's never really been directly at him. I mean, even Zoom, uh, Zoom's dead, but he never technically killed him. He just let the time race kill him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They they use that on on them. Cisco gives Supergirl. Uh, what did you think of? I can't remember if it was in this episode or the Arrow episode. But when Oliver says, you know, we we basically, I can't have you here, sort of thing, I was kind of really annoyed in the way that, one, that, like, Supergirl's episode wasn't tied in that much, and two, that he was, like, making her stay out of this fight. It was, I felt like it was kind of annoying for Oliver's character to do that. What, what did you think?
1: It was a little annoying, but it also did kind of fit because he's had so much change this season with the new team and being mayor and trying to do both and Prometheus. I can understand having, you know, a flying laser eye beam shooting alien sit out of a fight because you're, you're wigged out. I mean, on some level, that does make sense. You know, on some level, the Oliver being basically the tactician of the group benching your biggest gun made no sense, but yeah, in terms of like character arc, it, it was you know, it fit well enough into what, you know, would go on that it could kinda I could kind of accept it.
0: Yeah, I guess I could accept it from his standpoint, but it was still not the greatest idea. Like No, it was to a leave terrible super idea. girl out of your fight. Uh but yeah, they Was it Cisco gives Supergirl a device? Yeah, Cisco gives Supergirl a device to travel between the universes, which I hope this is hinting at her being in more different episodes, like being in, yeah, it allowing her to cross over more. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, I don't get why they showed that. Uh, Because that's the whole purpose of the device, is to allow her to travel back and forth and stuff. Um, Yeah, and they kind of... Bro hug with Supergirl was nice as well. With like um, Barry Oliver and Supergirl, that was kind of nice because they were essentially essentially. Because when you think of like the main characters of each show, you've got Supergirl, then you've got Flash, then you've got Arrow. Legends is more is more of a team thing with Sarah kind of sticking out a bit more. She's been the kind of captain of the um, of the ship this season of the way mm-hmm. with, with of course Rip Hunter not being there.
1: And I did find out about that. It turns out the reason why Rip Hunter is not on. Uh, Legends is because it was a, a filming schedule conflict with the next season of Broadchurch.
0: Oh yes, okay, yeah, that's coming back. Actually, I completely forgot about that. Um, okay, that's that's, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, the the conversation and that between Cisco, not Cisco, Cisco, Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow was was pretty nice at the end, and it was a nice way to you know, uh, Sarah walks away and Diggle's like, yeah, she's just going to get in a in a way or Fly away, like, it's completely normal. And then, um, Heatwave kind of comes by, and I-, I didn't hear what he said. He said, hey, skirt. And then he said something else. Did you hear what he said?
1: Yeah, he said, call me. It was basically his, uh, oh. shaved man-bear crass way of hitting on her.
0: Okay. Yeah, that, that was funny as well, when, um, Supergirl's like, why are you called Heatwave? He's like, I burn my family alive. I like to burn, like, things on fire. She's like, that's a, uh, yeah, colorful, background. Backstory. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was interesting them to kind of uh, having some conversations and he's like, I'm not going to call you Supergirl, I'm going to call you Skirt. <laughs> it was uh, mm-hmm. it was some, some dark comedy from him. So that, that was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, and then we had the throwaway line from uh, uh, Brandon Rouse, who plays Ray Palmer, where he, he looks at Kara and says, she kind of looks like my cousin. Which is, of course, to the nod to the one movie that he did playing Superman.
0: Oh yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a nice little Easter egg that I I didn't catch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what did you think of the end? Then, kind of. I
1: thought it was a a good end. I mean, there's probably the most interesting part of the whole thing to me was the time aberration of uh, uh, the Doctor having a kid now.
0: Yeah, that's, that's in my... I'll just quickly read this bit. Martin convinces Jefferson uh, not to tell the others that his daughter, Lily, is an aberration of the timeline. He seems he did seem a bit, like, torn on the whole thing of, like... I know
1: she's my daughter, but, like... You know, she's a but, time aberration, but think, she's still my daughter. Yeah, yeah. What, what did you think of that? I think that worked well. I mean, out of everything from all of the episodes for this week that's the one i can most relate to being in my 40s and not having any kids okay all of a sudden having a kid that would really screw with your mind and that is something that you might have wanted at some point but never happened Mm. and then just instantaneously getting that probably seemed like you know just an amazing gift so i can understand wanting to protect that and not have that as something taken away yeah, especially now that he's starting to retroactively get uh, memories from her childhood. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, I like the I like the um, idea of her being in the show and stuff. Uh, so, what do you think of the end? Barry and Oliver going to the going to a bar and having some drinks. It was a nice little end to the to this big crossover.
1: I mean, it was a nice ending. I do find it ironic that they're always putting him in bars since they've already established that he can't get drunk from alcohol consumption. Yeah. So it's just like, don't, unless he like really likes the taste of whatever beer they're drinking. You
0: can still enjoy a drink. You don't have to yeah. have the alcohol effect. So
1: yeah, You don't have to run with tennis shoes, but it helps.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, it was a nice end to the episode, and I look forward to mid-season finales next week. Oh, God,
1: yes. The mid-season finales for all three of them are just so intense. Yeah, I remember I you
0: mean, said, I think it was last week, but before we, I guess you could say turned the max on, you said that, like, your head was kind of not hurting, but you were, like, trying to process stuff still.
1: Yeah, yeah. my brain can't handle any more jolts like that. <laughs> um, Flashes is uh, dark, but melancholy, what, but... It's dark. For for Flash dark. it's okay. dark. Uh Arrow is utterly confusing. You'll be blindsided pretty much the whole episode. <laughs> and then Legends is very it's not like dark or shocking, but it is intense. And I cannot wait for you for you to see those episodes and so that we can finally talk about them.
0: Me too. Yeah, and of course we won't be uh, discussing Supergirl next week because there there was no episode. Um Nope. Which will also be the last our last podcast, of course, of of the year because it will be Christmas, the following. Well, day. it'll
1: be Christmas and there'll be nothing to talk about for another three weeks. So, mm,
0: yeah. Um. So it it, it kind of had the midseason nice just in time because i you know, it's a, otherwise it's a little too Christ, Christmas to be doing podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, I look, I look forward to those. Um. As always, you can. Did you have anything else you want to say in these crossovers? I-
1: uh no, I mean overall I would give it a solid B minus as a show, as a crossover episode. Uh with the Supergirl episode dragging it down. But then again, we really don't count that. Mm. At least not as a as a full proper crossover like the the Flash Supergirl crossover was the last season.
0: Mm. Um yeah, I do hope that they they bring in Supergirl some some way in the future more. Um I enjoyed these a lot. I'd probably rate them as a whole thing. I'd probably give them like an 8.5. Mm-hmm. If uh, if Supergirl had been more included, I would have given it like a nine, 9 point something. Uh, but definitely wasn't disappointed at all with these episodes. It's a huge undertaking for them to do. It's a huge task. Um, especially like story-wise, you have to like get these characters in the right places at the right time and get their motivations right and all that kind of stuff uh so yeah, it would have been difficult to do but still probably fun mm-hmm. um, so that's it for this week's episode of dctv um i do have a different name that i'd like to give this podcast in the new year uh i was gonna call it dc superhero talk rather than just like dctv mm-hmm. uh so we'll, we'll see what happens in the new year we've still got to come up with a name for our um, new gaming podcast which we'll of course discuss in the holidays Uh, But yes, if you would like to have something um, of your own reviewed, a a TV show or a film that you'd like reviewed by either myself or by Robert or um, either a written review by by me or a podcast just by myself or one with Robert, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk and you can redeem the reward of your choosing. It's entirely up to you. You can redeem all of them. You can redeem one of them. If you would just like to support us monthly, you can do so for just a dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. If you'd like to check out everything else that's on the website, which I've now done via the podcast this week, which uh, I've only done twice. It's uh, it's pretty crazy when you do that because um, I also went on a David's Geek Town podcast this week. So thank you, David, for having me on there again. Uh, so yes, entertainmenttalk.org for all of our other contents. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter for updates as well as when things are posted, you can follow us at eTalkUK. If you've got any inquiries or any feedback, <clears throat> excuse me. If you've got any inquiries or any feedback regarding Entertainment Talk itself, you can send your email to entertainmenttalk@hotmail.com. We'll see you next week for the mid-season finales. I can't wait. Can't wait to see what craziness beholds my mind. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
1: Goodbye.